0: Hello, and welcome to United's podcast and sermon archives. If you would like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at fergusunited.org or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much, and we hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Uh, like the Word of God. And uh, so I... I want to start with verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and uh, what the land is that they may dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and uh, what cities they be uh, that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds or uh, what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, uh, whether there be wood therein or not, and be of good courage. So he's telling them, don't wimp out. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage. And bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes, So they went in and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto uh, Rohab, uh, as men come to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Hymen, Sisha, and Talmai, the children of Enoch, were. Now, if you don't understand who these people are by name, these are giants. Everyone say giants. Giants. I just want you to be with me, okay? So I know you're with me, and if, if I tell you to say something, you say it. I know you're at least paying attention. <laughs> that that's a good thing, uh, and that doesn't mean anything now, but it may later. I'm kidding. I'm not going to go that long. I, I noticed that it's it's 1, uh, uh so we're 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 doing well. We're good. Amen. Now these are giants. Now when they saw them in Hebron. Uh, which uh, used to be uh, a different name town, but now uh, when Israel conquered it, it became Hebron, which means confederacy or unity. Which I think is a good thing for the people of God to be in unity. Amen. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zon in Egypt, and they came unto the brook of uh, Eshol, and they cut down from thence a branch from with one cluster of grapes and they bear between two upon a staff and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs and the place was called the brook of Eschol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence and they returned from searching the land after forty days and they uh, went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land that they told him and said, We came unto the Lord, whither thou sendest us and surely it uh, into the land rather, whether thou sendest us and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they brought an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature and there we saw the giants the sons of Anak, which come of the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight. Interesting thing that happens. The majority voices are not always the correct voices. In fact, I would say that more often than not, the voice of the majority is really the voice that is wrong. And the voices that stay in the Word of God, with the Word of God, stay true to the Word of God, those are the voices we need to listen to. Amen. Amen. Would you pray and ask the Lord to help us today? I want to preach to you on this subject. What is your God concept? What is your God concept? Would you pray? Jesus, I pray today that you would open our minds and understanding to receive the word of the Lord. God, we're thankful for the spirit of worship that we have felt here. Lord, we're thankful for every person that is here. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. And I pray, God, today that you would open our minds and understanding to receive your word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I thank you today that there is faith, great faith. Lord, this place is way too small for what you want to do in this community. Lord, and we're thankful for the plans that are are being uh, laid down right now, God, to grow and to uh, to uh, enlarge our tent stakes, as it were. And I pray in the name of Jesus that Your will would be done in every heart, and every life. We do want to do Your will in this world. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everyone said Amen. amen. And you may be seated now. Normally, I would say shake hands and be friendly and all of that, but this whole crazy COVID thing, we don't know what to do. I, concept, is an interesting word. Uh, there are <laughs> concepts that we, uh, we start out learning. and There are concepts. When you go to kindergarten, there are basic concepts that you learn. You learn big and small. And they draw the pictures, and they say, which one is bigger, and you circle that one, or which one is smaller, and you circle that one. Those are concepts. And they're concepts uh, that are being taught to children. And these are abstract thoughts. They're not necessarily... Well, they go. They start with concrete, but then they go to abstract. So concepts are, are concrete, but they are also very uh, abstract as well. The basic concepts refer to those words and terms and uh, uh, prepositions which assist in the perception and the description of the world. These concepts are usually learned as an integral part of the process of language acquisition within the framework of the home and or kindergarten and school. These basic concepts, these basic truths. It is something conceived in the mind, it is a thought, it's a a notion. And so this is uh, what concepts are, so uh, what is your concept of God? What is your understanding of God? Now all across the globe today there are people that are trying to uh, pursue their goals and they're trying to pursue happiness. They Uh, want what they believe to be right based on their concept of life, based on their concept of happiness, based on their ideas of life. And uh, their joy and their happiness is pursuing these concepts. Now, uh, maybe some of you want to be a a nurse. Maybe some of you want to be a a doctor. Maybe some of you want to be a lawyer. Maybe some of you want to be a... Uh, A farmer, maybe some of you want to be whatever you want to be, but whatever you want to be, those are the things, the concepts that you learn. Uh, There are concepts of learning, concepts of teaching, concepts uh, uh, of every single facet of life that you would try to attach yourself to or try to become. Uh, unfortunately there are some concepts that are absolutely wrong and people are espousing those concepts and we see what is happening in our world today uh, and they are literally destroying things because of the concepts that they have in their mind and uh, fortunately we have people that have good God concepts and these are the people that I'm speaking to this morning your concept is you want to do something for the kingdom of God. Yes, you want to do something to support your family and all of that because that's what we should do. But also, you not only want to support your family, but you want to support the family of God. And so right. there is this other concept. So uh, one concept is higher than the other. Yes, you have to uh, do something to uh, be employed to, to uh, provide for your family. You must do that. But there's another thing that we must do. which is a higher calling and that is how do i live my life and let my life shine so that others also will see this god that i love to serve uh, and they will serve god along with me and that is a great concept the word concept refers to one's idea or ideas of something the word conception has a dual meaning it can refer to the activity that occurs in a mother's womb or to an idea or a perception of something. Webster's Dictionary defines a conception as the power of apprehending or forming an idea in the mind. The power of recalling a past sensation or perception. It is the formation in the mind of an image, an idea, or notion, an apprehension. It is the product of a rational belief or judgment. So in this text that I read, the lengthy text, we read about this very well-known story about Israelites as they were uh, about to go into the promised land, the land of Canaan, that God had told them, this is the land I give you. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. And the reason they use the term flowing with milk and honey is because uh, milk and honey can be taken without destroying the possibility of reproducing it. And so God is saying it is such a wonderful uh, place. Uh, it just flows with milk and honey. It is there to be taken. The milk, of course, is the, uh, uh, the, the basic essential uh, liquid of life that begins with uh, little babies uh, taking that, uh, the milk of, uh, of life. And then honey, of course, is, adds the sweetness to life. It adds a certain element that is a surprise. It is pleasant. And so God is saying this land is a good land. It flows with milk and honey. It is good for reproduction. It is good for growth. It is good uh, for many, many things. And they were going to go into this land by God's command. And the way God said to do it is to take one from each of the tribes of Israel each of the rulers and go into the land and search the land. They were to evaluate the land. They were to evaluate the enemy. They were to evaluate the size of the competition that they would be facing, whether they were small or great, whether they lived in walled cities or in tents, uh, whether they were strong, whether they were weak, whether they were few, whether they were many. And they were to uh, uh, scout out the land and then bring back the fruit that was in the land as proof that it was a land that flowed with milk and honey. And when they, the scouting party returned, they were divided in their opinions. Caleb and Joshua bring a good report. And Caleb proclaimed, we are well able to pros possess the land. However the others said we are not able to go up and possess the land and uh, they went on to say we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. When we read this we can understand a concept that the Israelites had of themselves. Their concept was uh, perhaps based in reality. Their concept was, not, concept was not necessarily wrong, uh, but uh, their concept was, we can't do this. And there are so many things in God that we look at and we say, God told me to do this, but I can't do that. Sure. And our concept of ourselves is not necessarily accurate, but maybe it is. Their concept was, we saw giants. Now, that was the last thing they saw, was the sons of Aenath. uh Ahim and Sishay and Telmai. They, they saw those giants, and that is etched in their mind. Now, they didn't see giants anywhere else until they came to Hebron. And when they came there, the last thing they saw, when they then grabbed the grapes, which were so big, that the cluster of grapes was so big, it took two men to carry that cluster of grapes on a staff, and bring it into uh, the land, uh, bring, bring it rather back to Moses and say, this is the show of the fruit of the land. It is a wonderful land. But there are some setbacks. There are some problems. There are some things that, um, you know, there's some giants. And, uh, well, they were big and we looked like grasshoppers in our own sight. And that's how we looked in their sight. Now the interesting thing is, when they went back into, uh, into Israel, or when they went back into Canaan years later, they uh, went to sent out spies into Jericho, and uh, Rahab took them in, and uh, Rahab said, "We are very afraid of you because we have heard what your God did to Egypt." That was forty years earlier. Hmm. And so had they just gone into the land? What God had just done to the Egyptians uh, was still very fresh in the minds of everyone. And the fear and terror of the Lord would have gone with the people of Israel. We need to understand the devil is afraid of us. Right. And that's why he tries to put up a little bit of a front, and he tries to make things a little difficult, he tries to make things, you know, hard for us at the beginning. But if we will just push past the facade, he is a toothless lion. The only thing he can do now is roar. He was defanged and he was declawed at Calvary. Sure. Amen. And so Uh, he can roar and he can make noises and he can come against us a little bit but we just need to know that our God is greater so their concept of themselves was not necessarily right because they left out part of the concept and that was their God concept Hmm. and then they espouse their God concept they said Our God is not able to do this. Their lack of faith produced their God concept. Now, faith is a wonderful thing. Faith is great. And we can say, well, I have faith to believe this. Well, that's good. But I would rather have faith in God. Now, we put our faith in a bridge. When you go across a bridge, you put your faith that when you go across that bridge, it's not going to fall. Right? Otherwise, why would you go across the bridge? How many of you don't like crossing bridges? Because you're just not sure. That's going to fall. Well, the people in, in North Minneapolis were fine with that bridge for a while. Yeah. It was on 35W, and then all of a sudden, one day, it collapsed, and many people, you know, fell down. Thankfully, there were just a few that were killed, and, and most people were made it through uh, miraculously unscathed. And uh, but the point is, that bridge they trusted fell. Why? Because men built it. You can't trust things that men build. Sure. Very far. Eventually, after about a thousand years, your house is going to collapse. It's just not going to be, you know, good. Uh, and so what men, the things that men build don't typically last the legions. But the things that God builds, they, it, they last forever. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. And so that place that we're going is going to last forever. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. And so there's another concept here. Their concept of God that comes out. And, And what they were saying is even though we're God's chosen people, he cannot perform this work through us. How does God work? He works through us. He works through people. He works in people. And he has always chosen to do that. In fact, when he came to save the world, he came through a person. He came through a human being. He robed himself in flesh and came down to the earth to save us. So God is always, and he's very comfortable using people, even though people are weak and even though people have no strength in themselves. But when God is attached to the person and when God is in the person, then we can do great things. And the people of Israel Failed to understand that. Their concept of God was uh, lacking. They said God is not able to do another miracle for his people. He brought us to the Red Sea. And that was wonderful. And he brought us right here to the banks of the Jordan River at Kadesh. And we can go across if we want to. uh, But I don't think he has enough power left to bring (coughs) us in there. This obstacle is much too big. He brought them through the Great Red Sea. And destroy the largest uh, army on the face of the earth, the Egyptian army. But somehow he can't bring them across a little river and take care of, at least mentioned by name, four giants. Sometimes we are so fickle. Sometimes we as people are so fickle. Today or yesterday we can believe God, but today we can't. Yesterday God could do it, but today somehow he can't. Yesterday things were different, and but today things are way different. It's really bad now, and so God can't do as much today as he did back then. I'm here to blow that myth out of the water. What is Amen. your concept of God? And we need to understand where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. And so because of the... A report of ten spies with a faulty concept of God. It affected the nation of Israel in a negative way. And all of the people of Israel began to doubt and cry out against God. But Joshua and Caleb, they had a different story. They proclaimed, we are well able to take the land. And their concept of God was that God was able to do anything through his people. If we can just believe God said he would so let's believe he will God said he would so let's believe he will God said he would so let's believe he will that's so easy to say but somehow it's a little harder to do when you find yourself in a trial but it still works and that's what we need to remember we need to remember what is your God concept. And today I want to challenge that God concept. God said of Caleb in Numbers chapter 14 verse 24, but my servant Caleb because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he he went and his seed shall possess it. The Bible says the rest of them that doubted, he said I will make you wander in a wilderness for 40 years until your carcass Falls, Cark is not a term of endearment. Uh, I can prove that. <laughs> I can prove that. Just sometime when you're loving and you, you look, tell your spouse how much you love your spouse. Just say, honey. I love your carcass it's, It just doesn't work And so God doesn't this is, When God says your carcass is going to fall It's not a term of endearment He was right. very frustrated with the people That doubted and complained And murmured And so if we want to be on God's side We should not complain We should not murmur uh, We should not uh, be doubtful But rather we should believe That God is able to do all things and Caleb eventually inherited Hebron and his seed became a great uh, contributor to uh, the nation of Israel through the tribe of Judah and all because he had the right God concept. Now, as your concept for God grows uh, more uh, spiritual and more uh, positive, it molds you and it changes you and it changes all your other uh, uh conceptions that you have in your life and thus uh, what it means to belong to God in holiness and sanctification depends on the nature of the God that you worship and I can prove that uh, your, uh, uh, your nature takes on the God you worship. And uh, the effect of the women in Corinth was that the women uh, of Corinth were of undisciplined, unrestrained, and shameful practices because of the nature of the goddess Diana that they worshipped. Because they worshipped Diana, and she was a fertility goddess, they acted immorally, and the women of that city thought that that was the way to worship their god. But it tainted the entire city of Corinth. The result of the people of Syria and Phoenicia was one of sexual impurity and erotic contrivances because of the nature of Astaroth, the god uh, to whom they worship. Astaroth, again, was uh, a fertility goddess and they would worship this goddess and they would behave themselves in a very a uh, uh, sexually impure way and so the way they worshiped their goddess they became like the God they worshiped It's hmm. good the result of the people of the Amorites was accompanied by the burning of children offered as a sacrifice by their own parents because of the nature of Moloch who was the God that they belonged in and uh, to and Molech was a god that they would build a very big fire in his belly and his arms would be stretched forth and the flames would shoot up and heat up those arms and his hands would be out and they would place the child in that red hot hands of that god. And the child would scream and writhe until it died and burned literally to death as the drums would beat loudly to, to drown out the screams of the parents and the children. And they were a very wicked, wicked group of people. Why? Because they became like the god they worshiped in uh, Psalm 106 verses 19 through 21 we read about the time when Israel backslid and they became like the calves that they worshiped and I read they made a calf in Horeb and they worshiped in the, the molten image thus they changed their glory to the similitude or the likeness of an ox that eateth grass they forget forgot God their Savior which had done great things in Egypt. When they made a calf and they worshipped a calf, they became dumb as an ox. You see, you become like the God you worship and you become like the God concept that you have in your own mind. If you believe that God can't do anything, then your God is that God. It is not the right concept of God. The God that we serve is holy. The God that we serve is righteous. The God that we serve loves us more than we love ourselves. The God that we serve is holy and good and righteous. Is altogether lovely. Yeah. Amen. So each of these people had a concept of their God, and they exhibited that God's nature in the worship to that God. You see, you become like what you worship. The people of Corinth became like the goddess Diana, sexually impure. The people of Syria and Phoenicia became like the goddess Ashtaroth and they worshiped in a erotic lifestyle. When Israel worshiped the golden calf, they became like an ox. Their glory was changed to an ox. Ox. I want my glory to be like God's glory and God is holy. God doesn't right. wake up in the morning and say, Oh, I gotta be holy today. His nature is he is holy. Right. He is righteous. He's altogether lovely. So if you believe God can do all things, then you believe God can do all things. Right. 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 Amen. Matthew chapter 19 and 26. Says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And we need to understand that when we get into a situation, we need to pray to a God that has the answer. Now we don't necessarily know what that answer is, and uh, sometimes we think we know what that answer is when we get into a problem, and uh, we want to help God out, only to find out that's not how God was going to do it at all. And so he does it his way. And so when we get into a predicament, we get into a problem, we get into a situation It's far better if we say, God, I know that you're great and powerful and you have all wisdom and you know all things and you're going to work this out. And I'm going to trust you and believe you. And I'm just going to be happy about it because I know in the end, at the end of the day, you're going to win. Right. right. Amen. And so if you believe God can do all things, you believe God can do all things if you believe you can do all things through christ you believe you can do all things through christ jesus who strengthens you philippians chapter 4 verses 12 and 13 says i know both how to be abased and i know how to abound everywhere in all things i am instructed both to be full and to be hungry to both to abound and to suffer need i can do all things through christ which strengtheneth me you see you get what you preach you preach repentance you get repentance you preach baptism in the name of jesus and you get baptism in the name of jesus you preach you can get the holy ghost and people get the holy ghost you preach holiness and guess what people start living a holy life you preach faith and guess what Faith rises in a service until you begin to see miracles and signs and wonders in your church. Why? Because you're preaching about miracles, signs and wonders. You're preaching about faith. You preach about love and you will get love. You see, whatever comes across this pulpit, you mix that word of God with your faith and you will get that in your life. But if you don't mix the word of God with your faith... You will not get what is preached across this yeah, pulpit. Personal, Yeah. It's the truth. I can tell you about it. I, I'll tell you. How do you get these things? How do you get all these miracles, signs, and wonders? How do you get love and holiness and faith and baptism in Jesus' name and repentance and, and the Holy Ghost? How do you get all that? You get it through the Word of God. Because you're not preaching out of some comic book. You're preaching out of the only book that has been penned by men, but is inspired by God. Yeah. Amen. There are many, many authors in this that wrote this book yes men however they were all inspired by the word of god they didn't write it because they got up in the morning after they ate pizza the night before and said you know this would be a good idea to write down no they wrote it because god inspired them and if it took the spirit of god to write the word of god it'll take the spirit of god to understand this book sure sure Amen. That's why God makes it available. That's why you're born again of water and spirit. That's why that's where it all begins. You're born of water when you repent of your sins and baptize in Jesus name. And then when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, now you begin to see things you didn't see before you got the Holy Ghost. How do I know that? Because it happened to me. God, all of a sudden, I'm reading the Word of God. And say, I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen that. I've never seen this. I've never seen that. I never knew that. I didn't know that. And it was amazing how the Spirit of God would move. I've read this. I don't know how many times. I never saw that before. Now I see that. And God works that way if we allow Him to work through us. Can you sure. say Amen? Amen. Amen. So how do you get these things? You get them from the word of God. Acts chapter 6 and verse 7 says, And the word of God increased, and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. How did the priests become obedient to the faith? The word of God increased. They heard the word of God, and when they heard the word of God, even the priests of the Old Testament, the Levites, they started becoming Christians because of the word of God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hebrews chapter 11 and 3 says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 says remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of god whose faith follow Considering the end of their conversation or considering the end of their lifestyle. Thank God you have a preacher in this town. Thank God he's not preaching just any old thing. You can do anything you want. Thank God he opens the word of God and says, this is the way, walk ye in it. And God blesses that. And that's the only thing God will bless. We are not the ones that make up. The Bible says, seek out uh, our own salvation with fear and trembling, yes. But there has to be somebody who, preaching that gospel message of death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? It's death. How do I die? Repentance. What is burial? It's being baptized in the name of Jesus. Right. Burying that old man and he goes down in the waters of baptism and that old man is dead died and then he comes up out of the water. Amen. When he's baptized in Jesus name, he's now a new creature in Christ Jesus. Right. Amen. Yeah. And he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. born of water and spirit Amen. then we can start doing something in the kingdom of God. Why? Because we've done what God told us to do it takes faith it starts in faith it stays in faith and it ends in faith you've got to have faith from the beginning to the ending but what is your God concept this morning and you'll find your God concept when you get your mind, you get your nose in this book called the Bible if all you're getting the Bible is on Sunday mornings, you're cheating yourself. Sure. Amen. I've had people tell me they read the Bible through and through. And when I, they hear me preach, they don't say, I've read that. <laughs> they don't say that. They say, you know what? You just confirmed something that God spoke to me about this week. You just told me. what, And, and what this does, God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Not them that wonder, not them that are wandering, not them that don't know. Amen. He's chosen foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. But why don't other people see it? Well, uh, maybe they haven't heard it preached, or maybe they haven't heard it taught, or maybe their concept of God is wrong, or maybe their concept of God is flawed, or their concept of who they are is wrong. They think that, well, I evolved from a monkey. My uncle was a monkey. Well, my uncle wasn't a monkey. I was created in the image of God. Right. Amen. And so... People bring all kinds of crazy concepts with them into the into the, the kingdom of God. Those things have got to die out. Those things have got to be weeded out. they got to be thrown away. We have got to replace our faulty concept with a God concept in the Word of God. Uh, why don't they know it? Well, they don't know it. They don't believe it. They don't preach it. And so they don't give it. But I'm here to challenge 21st century Pentecostals this morning that we need to consider our God concept. We need to remember today that God is able to do what he says he will do. And if he says he wants to give you the land of Canaan, he will give you the land of Canaan. It doesn't matter if there's giants there. It doesn't matter if there's walled cities there. Nothing matters. If God says that's yours, it's yours. You may have a little bit of a battle on your hand. You may have to fight to get it. But God will give you the victory. Why? Because he said he would. Sure. And so, we need to check up on our God concept this morning. The concept that the doubters had in numbers caused the entire nation of Israel to be deceived that God could not come through. What voices are you listening to? If you're not listening to your pastor's voice, uh, and if you're listening to a voice other and it's contrary to what your pastor is saying, I'm telling you, you're listening to the wrong voice. That voice will not lead you where you need to go in God. Amen. Your pastor will lead you where you need to go in God. And I'll further go this way because maybe he won't say it, but I will because I've been pastoring longer than him. And besides, I'm leaving tomorrow. But you will not be saved unless you submit to your pastor. One amen. Okay, I'll go with that. But it's the truth whether I get an amen or not. You will not make it to heaven unless you're submitted to that man. How are you telling you're submitted to this man? You do what he tells you to, even when you don't want to do it. That's submission. I didn't get one amen, but you can say, Oh, me, if you want, because it's the truth. Now, I preach this in my church. I'm not pastor here. I know that. I'm just visiting. But nonetheless, it's true. So we need to obey uh, the Word of God and we need to understand the authority that God has set up and we need to line up with that godly authority in the earth. Authority is not a bad thing. Authority is a good thing. Can authority be abused? Absolutely. But when Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, if you follow this man as he follows Christ, that's in the book. And so our God concept that didn't cost anything. It wasn't even in my notes. I just threw it in there. Uh, the, the God that revealed himself in the flesh of Jesus Christ is not a weak God, and neither is he out of supernatural ability. So I'm here to tell somebody this morning that we can still trust and believe in God. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus and said in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 21. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. He wants Christ to be dwelling in us, inside of us, by faith, being rooted and grounded in love, Uh, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. He's saying there's some things you can know. But the love of Christ passes your knowledge. Whatever you think, however much you think God loves you, it surpasses that. God loves you more than what you even know. And you you need to have this down deep inside, just this comprehension uh, of this knowledge of Jesus Christ and the love of God, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So, in other words, Paul is saying, I don't want you just to... Uh, Know about Jesus. I want you to have a personal relationship. With Jesus. Amen. Amen. Then he says. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be the glory in the church. By Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end. Amen. So Paul is saying that you need to understand, be grounded in love. You need to have that love, Jesus Christ, in you by faith. Amen. Receive the Holy Ghost by faith. And then let that love of God shine out from you. And then realize that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even think, according to the power that works in you. Now, the power that works in us is faith. And the faith that we have is not in ourselves, it's in, I'll give you a hint, God. Amen. So our faith is not in ourselves, it's in God. So, but where does God live? Oh, he's a million miles away from here, he lives up in heaven. No, he doesn't, he lives inside of us. And so God is closer than a brother. Your brother can be next to you, but he can't be in you. Unless you're a Siamese twin, somehow. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your brother, normal brother. <laughs> he can sit next to you. He can sit on top of you. But that doesn't mean he's in you. But our God is in us. There's nowhere we can go that God doesn't go with us. In fact, when you leave this place and you go out into Fergus, you take God with you. Right. And you leave this place and you go anywhere around Fergus. Fergus. God goes with you. He doesn't stay here. This is not where he lives. He lives in you. If you've got the Holy Ghost, he lives in you. And so our faith is not in us, but it's in the one who lives in us. Yes. Amen. And so we can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth us. The strength of our faith is in what our faith is in. And that is not in us, but it's in God. We have faith in God. So the God we serve is the same God who took, uh, 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 took this world when there was no form, no uh, void. Uh, there was darkness. And uh, there he simply spoke the universe into existence by the word of God. You think God's word is not powerful? Yes, because he can take absolutely nothing and create something out of it by his word he can take darkness and say let there be light and darkness flees. You see, light dispels darkness. doesn't matter if it's a single little match. It doesn't matter how dark it is. One match of light will dispel the darkness. It can't stay there. And so we do understand we're children of light because God is light, God is love. And when we go out into the world, we take that light with us everywhere, and darkness cannot stand in the place of light. Can you say Amen? Amen. I know what that does to you, but it does something to me. God put all the stars. Now, God created everything. First day he did this. Second day did that. Third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, all of that, and then in the middle of that, when he's creating the universe, how many stars are up in the universe? How many stars are up there? Billions and billions and billions. Now evolutionists say uh, billions and billions and. Billions. to the earth bogus garbage you can't prove it and science has to be proved if you can't prove it and attest to oh they've done it they've taken two dead things and they became alive well who did it two scientists oh so a living person created living things that's exactly what creation is God who's living created everything else so evolution shut up Amen. (laughs) so you know, people try to talk, oh, uh, billions and oh, billions, billions, okay, I get carried away, I'm sorry. I should not let my mind wander too little to do this, I need to tether it back to my notes. So, billions and billions of stars, in fact, they when they when they sent the Hubble telescope up there, they said, well, we don't know stars are, because I don't know who each other was to count. <laughs> One, two, three, four, seven, tri- nine thousand trillion 300 and i don't know who does that but that's a long way to count and they sent the hubble telescope up there and guess what they found more stars there's no end to this and it seems like it's just going on and on the universe is going on it's still expanding why because there's no end to god and so when god creates things it doesn't end and that's just showing his glory it's showing his power and showing how small we are what is man that thou art mindful of him amen and that is a true statement. God who fills the expanse of the universe trusts us believes us blesses us wants to help us Yeah and God puts the stars out there in space and he placed the planets in their orbits he breathed into man and man became a living soul, he came to earth, he manifest himself in the flesh, he walked among us and we have not a high priest or a God which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin, that's the God we serve, that's the God who did all of that but yet then came down to little old us and said I want to love you and I want to save you because I love you and that same God commanded light to come out of darkness, and that same God put all the galaxies and the planets in their individual orbits and placed the sun exactly the right distance from to uh, away from the Earth to warm and give light to the Earth. And that same God wants to be your Lord, and that same God wants to be your Savior, and that Amen. same God wants you to understand your God concept needs to line up with the Word of God this morning. Amen. He's not just a friend. He is not just a weekend companion. But he wants to be uh, um, something that is marvelous in your life. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You can stand with me. That means that there's hope that I'm going to land this thing. (laughs) 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 21 and 22 says, Now... He which establishes us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us. Everyone say sealed us. And given the earnest, everyone say earnest, of the Spirit in our hearts. He sealed us and he's given us the earnest. How many of you ever bought a house? What's that thing that you have to put down to show you're really sincere about purchasing that house? What's that called? it's earnest money you get it back if you uh, if you uh, decide you don't want to buy that house you lose it that's an investment it's a sizable investment so God has sealed us with the Holy Ghost the spirit of God in our hearts he's given us the earnest that word earnest in the original Greek is a which means the first installment or down payment it means there's more to come because when you put that earnest money down, you didn't, that wasn't it. I mean, there were, you knew that you had a house payment coming, right? right. Everybody yeah. knows that. So God gives you the earnest. What that means is that's not the end of it. I've got more. Right. I've got more. I've got more. I've got more. I've got more. And sometimes, if we're not careful, we think that if I get the Holy Ghost, if I get baptized in Jesus' name, I'm sorry I'm tripping over stuff here. Uh, but that's it, that's over. It's over. I, I, I've made it. I've arrived. No, 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 there's more to come. More to come. There's more to come. You're just getting born into this. You've got to grow up in the Lord. You got to grow up in Christ. And so uh, salvation is only the beginning. It's the down payment. It is uh, 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 just the beginning of what God has in store for our lives. He has gifts and he has callings in our life. There's gifts of administration. There's gifts of governments or uh that's the authority things that are in the 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 uh the church uh he has put that in the body gifts of administration gifts of government there's helps uh where people just are given the gift of helps and i thank god for people that have given the gift of helps amen there's a gift of tongues a gift of uh, uh interpretation of tongues uh there is uh gifts of faith and there's gifts of healing there's gifts of miracles there's all of these gifts that God wants to see in operation in the church. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but our God concept needs to change. It needs to become more like this Word of God, where God always wins. Always. Dr. Elton Trueblood said this Faith is not belief without proof, but trust without reservation. Faith is not belief without proof but it is trust without reservation this morning I challenge you to change your God concept I challenge you to to get to the place where you can believe that God can do great things in your life I remember when I first came to God and uh, people told me I could get the Holy Ghost and I thought now you don't know what I've done You have no idea where I've been. You have no idea the harm I've caused other people's lives. You have no idea. God can't possibly give me the Holy Ghost. And so that was my concept. I went to an altar to pray. I said, God, I want the Holy Ghost, but I really don't think you can give me the Holy Ghost. Six months later, it was a service that I'll never forget. It was a God thing. And in that particular service, my hair was messed up, which does not happen. Except at night when I'm sleeping. But my hair was messed up that night. And God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the way I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost is there was something that came into my mind that said, God, all these people praying with me got the Holy Ghost. All of these people. And they're all not heads. I've, I've seen them. I've seen them do things I don't even do. And, uh, you know, not that they were bad people. They, they just weren't perfect. And I said, you know what God, if you can give them the Holy Ghost, and they're like they are, surely you can give me the Holy Ghost. And it was two seconds later, I was speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. You see, my God concept had to change. God, you are loving, you are kind, you are gracious, you are no respecter of persons, and if you gave them the Holy Ghost, you can give me the Holy Ghost. And I will never forget leaving that service feeling the love of God inside of me like I've never felt the love of God before. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get the Holy Ghost before you leave here. Right. What a wonderful Labor Day weekend gift that would be. Amen. To leave this place with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. amen. If you need a refilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen. It can happen because the earnest is just the down payment. There's more to come. There's more to come. In fact, the early church prayed... At tell them they were filled again with the Spirit of God. And so this is not a one-time thing. This is the thing that we need to do again and again and again and again. Would you just close your eyes this morning? Would you just raise your hands toward heaven? Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you'd like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online to fergusunited.org And also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you will be automatically notified of our new episodes. Thank you very much and we hope you have a great week. God bless you.